we talk about mindset, we talk about how do we shift from certain things. What we're saying is instead of in the morning thinking about, oh my God, how bad things are, you're saying like, imagine you start off your day like this. It can't just be lip service. It just, it can't just be you've sang the Guru's words. Yeah, the Guru's done the, sang the greatness. Are you saying it? You've got to say it to get the fall, to get the fruits. You've got to feel that, yeah. If you don't feel God being great, then you've not sang the greatness, the glory of that one. We're leaving people to say, no, Koini, like, but you've, as long as you've said it, as long as you did your Gurbani, that's one step, yes. Then people, why are then people still sometimes feeling just dead? Are they still feeling so low? Because what was prescribed by the Guru, Amrita Satyan over DIV, Char wasn't done. When you feel that about God in the morning, it's like, wow. When you're in that wow, then what happens? Welcome to the Jabji Sab podcast. In this episode, Guru Nanak Dev Ji will be answering the question for us. What is it that we can give to God where we can then experience God's love? So let's look at the fourth stanza of Jabji Sab for this question to be answered for us. Welcoming Preacher and Singh as well that is joining us. So Preacher and Singh, if we start from the first Pangati where Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying to us, Sacha Sahib, Sach Nai, Pakya, Pao, Apar. What we'll do is we'll go through some of the words and we'll do some of the literal translations for some of the words here first. And the first two words, Sacha Sahib, that come together. And the Sahib, Sahib literally translates to Master, that, and referring again to that one, to that creator. And alongside that is the word Sacha. So it's letting us know, again, reminding us in that very same way as it was in Mool Mantar when Guru Sahib Ji said to us, Sat Naam. Going back to reminding us that that one, that master, is the only true satya, the only true thing that, that is the actual reality. And satya sahib, sach nai. And here, the word nai, we're going to be translating to that one's divine will. Sometimes you'll see the word nai translated to name as well. But here, what's being said is that Saj Nai. That the way this whole creation has been created and the way this the actual law behind this creation is based on such based on the truth as well. What that means is that you can't blag the system basically. You can't escape what this is, this the reality of how this has been created. Nobody can actually escape that. Just the way Guru Sahib Ji told us that hukam andar sabko bahar hukam na koe that everybody is bound to that divine will and in that same way here that's what Sadhguru Ji is saying that saach nai. That saach nai can also be looked at in this way that that one that is the truth is the one that has created the divine laws. If we just read out literally the way we have translated it here, that 
the limitless one, where do, where do we get that word from the limitless one? Is the word apar. Apar here is again a noun describing Wahiguru, being limitless. Apar means where something has a limit and you can get to the other side of that thing. But apar means where something hasn't got that end and you can't get to the other side of it. So often the way we can look at that is when you can, you've got the ocean in front of you and then, but there, at times you can actually see where the shore is and where that ocean comes to an end. And then there's another side to that ocean where you can get to the other side of it. But here they're saying that there is no other side to get to. So, the way that one expresses this nai, this law of how this creation has been created, how has it been expressed? Is and, and how are we getting to the word express is from the word bakya. Bakya in this context can be translated to language. Bakya can also be translated to speaking or language, very similar things. And also in other places, bakya can be translated to eating as well, what somebody eats. So, but in this context, bakya means language. And the language that one uses to express this divine law is bao. Bao is love. And we know it's love when it's got a kanna. And when we take that kanna away, it's bao. So it's actually got a very, they've got a very close relationship and so the the journey as we went through before starts without the kanna, starts from bow, and then you get to bow. It starts from fear and when it gets to love. So now sometimes this can be difficult to comprehend. That in which way is it? Because when we look at this world, we can see many things that can seem to us that, well, where's that love gone? If this divine law has been expressed with with love, then because of the certain things that happen in this world, then where is that love? I met somebody um, who was in I was shopping. Somebody came running, and she was very emotional and talking about that. Oh, really wanted to meet Jagrad Singh, and that. Why, why did God take him away? And why do these things happen? Why do these things happen where good people are taken away? And then they kind of rational, try and make sense of it within their own mind to say it was probably because of this, because God needed him here or there or whatever. You know, people like to do that. And that's not necessarily the truth, is it? That's not necessarily Sajnai, that how it's actually working. It's, I don't think... But let's be clear, actually, God doesn't work like that to think, you know what, you're better needed here and let me take you away from three children and uh, it would make so much more sense for me to do it like this. So even though we come up with these stories in our own head, it doesn't make those stories true. And, and then she came up with and said that then what about... You know, why do these things happen to good people? And I'm sure we've heard this so many of times that, and even that question, I often think that, where's that question come from? Like who's actually sat there and done an actual study to look at 
yeah, this happens more to good people than it does to bad people. Like, has somebody really gone out there and did a done a survey of the 7.8 billion people on this planet to think that, oh yeah, these type of things happen more to good people? Like, wh where do these gullang come from? Yeah. And and then how many people start believing in them? Yeah, that's true. Good thing, you know, bad things do happen to good people. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Has that been something? Have you ever believed that saying? Has that ever been a thing for you? Have, I don't know, preacher. Yeah, you hear, you hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. Has it ever been a thought for you, though? People use it as a justification, like, as, like to say, like, there's no justice. There's no kind of fairness in, in the world. Mm. And people lose faith because of it. Yeah. Because of the suffering that they have. Mm. And, and she did actually say that, that, that kind of, she was then reluctant or she was confused then whether to even continue on this path. Because if that can happen to somebody like Degrad Singh, then again, it wasn't something I was, I wasn't planning to go this direction, but it fits so perfectly. And you'll understand how now. When we try and understand God through that, through that lens, through our own emotional lens, just because of our experience of what we label to be love isn't necessarily the love of God. And only when you have a glimpse and have an experience of that one, do you understand how different it is to what we had deemed to be love. If you look at a lot of what we, we classify to be love for us, and if we was to have a sieve and a lot out of that sieve, you'll actually find that what you'll have going through that sieve is a lot of attachment. A lot of our own expectations. A lot of our own attachment to say this is mine and this should be this way. A lot of control will be in that as well. When you look at what, what we, we keep talking about, this love thing, there won't be a lot of it left. And I'm not there being negative. So let's try and understand what it means that God expresses hukam, this divine nai. Nai comes from, uh, is also another way of looking at the word nai from the word niya, means justice. So what is God's love then? How is God speaking that love? Again, we'll take the Sahara, we'll take the support always from Gurbani. Guru Amar Dasji says to us, Ek nadar kar sab upar. And this is a pangti that I tend to use and go to many of times. This is actually gives us a glimpse of God's love. God's love is ek another. That looks upon all with one vision because God hasn't got two visions because then that wouldn't be God. God is just one. Ek another. Kar vekha sab upar. Looks upon all equally. And depending on our devotion is how much we capture of that love. Experience of that love. God's got one vision. So there's, there's this divine law that I set out and God isn't going to now be differentiate between people because of a certain element of your gone. Your, you've got some beautiful qualities about you. You do some amazing work for this world, but that doesn't that doesn't mean if that within that divine law you've had a certain diet in your your lifestyle 
contains a certain way of eating, diet, or because of a bacteria you might have picked up as a kid or something. Yeah. So if you picked up a bacteria as a child and that bacteria causes, for example, your stomach lining to erode, God's not going to sit there thinking, but, but you know what? You did amazing work. You helped so many people come off alcohol, drugs, because then that wouldn't be God's love. God's love means that I'm going to be equal to everyone. Because God isn't an active person in that way. God has just set out the laws. And like we went through previously, God is then detached from that. That God is carefree in that sense. God is constantly blossoming. He doesn't isn't emotionally attached and involved in what is folding out. That's what it means that God speaks in love. That then if that if it means that you've picked up a bacteria i'm just using this one example and just because you've helped a hundred thousand people in getting off drugs alcohol anxiety you've helped these people through all of that through introducing this way of life to them sick key to them but it doesn't mean that god is going to now say well i'm going to alter i'm going to alter my sacha sahib sachanai bakya bao apar because that wouldn't then be Sajnai. And, and just looking at this now, it just shows how important it is to actually have explanations and gata. Because then we can draw other parts of Gurbani to make sense of something. Sajnai means that I'm not going to alter this. Saj means that it's this is fixed. This is achal, this is just still this is still. And then as that falls out whether it be that you, whatever you've picked up, your stomach's been eroded because that's what that bacteria does to you. It's irrelevant of the other actions. Are you getting the fala for those, fruits for those? Yes. But then are you getting the fruit for that? Yes. Even though you've not actively done it, but that's just the way that works. Hopefully that's making sense because it's not necessarily the way we look at love. But that's what it means in this context. Yeah. And, but how would we even be able to know that until we don't, until we're trying to look at it, we're trying to understand it through our love? Because I'm thinking that, oh, look, I love my child and I don't want anything bad to come upon my child. We're understanding it through that lens. We're thinking, I'm here bringing up my child, trying to give them the best food possible to do the best for them. But, and so we're trying to understand it like that. Well, isn't God like that? In that way, trying to do the best for us. God has given us everything. In that way, we have to then try and tap into that hukum of, what does work for this body and what doesn't work for this body? That's been left to us to, to, to understand that. So hopefully that we've, we've got some context now. We can go to the next Pankti from this part, point. Now Guru Sabdi is saying, Akaha Mangaha. Dehe Dehe. So now bringing it to us, there's people like us and 
so this is bringing it upon ourselves directly now our akhe akhe literally translates to saying over here we we can translate that to ask and then mangahe means to request and kujijnu mangna then on what is that mangi saying dehe dehe and that's give me this give me this and that's different things for different people so basically here it's referring to the desires that we have inside of us the deep ingrained desires that we have inside of us and a part of part of that law that divine law is that the that datar is the giver what the give what that giver does is within this divine law dat kare gives dependent on what our desires are so it's just natural law of how it works and sometimes we can't always see that yeah and we don't always see that actually what's coming to my life is based on my own inner desires not realizing that some of these desires have been carried over from our last lives as well and then we're trying to make sense of like how am i here what am i doing and even certain situations we end up in this life we end up with certain people in this life we don't realize that why are we sitting why why have i ended up here because often it's because of certain thoughts that we have certain beliefs that we have inside of us we end up in certain situations and because that's just the way that kind of law works and i know it can get more complicated than that because we're thinking well we didn't really choose our family we didn't choose them consciously that's for sure and but it doesn't mean our own energy that we created from our thoughts and our emotions and our actions and our deep inner desires that we had they they almost create like a fragrance that attract certain situations or certain places and people so in that sense no we didn't choose them consciously but in some way they've been chosen because of what's going on inside of us but if somebody had asked us consciously would you like to come here most people would then say yes or maybe or no you know like it could be a yes it could be a no some people would be like actually no I wouldn't come here into this situation but but it doesn't mean that our own self what was going inside didn't play a part in us getting there can we then is it about blaming ourselves for that no it's just understanding how that game works it's not about blame because we didn't actively choose it does that make sense yeah good good so for everything if the giver is that one and the one that has set that law for where how things play out and how we where we end up and what we end up getting so then what is it that we can give that one that's the question that comes from here so good nanak dev ji saying now get fair ke agge rakhiye so again if we look at you know we like to do a bit of santhya in these sessions as well 
just to you know you know because and often it can be hard to we end up saying that as a lamb a lot of people will say ke but to get that right what you want to do is on your fear make your love longer so and it actually then becomes and you pause it as a question and then you say fear ke rakia and that becomes a question then and what the question is here is fear then what then what is it that we can place before that one where I can see you, Darbar literally translates to court, but what we're saying here is that I can experience you because there's not like a literal court that you walk into. So, there's nothing that is ours. There's nothing saying that actually nothing belongs to me. This is actually this avastha who realizes this is when we're entering that jautapad, that that realization. That actually I'm just giving back already what is yours. So from that place when you start realizing this and you want to really experience God, is you're asking now that question. Then the question is more how. Again, it's a kanoda here, so I know So it's again, same thing. The ke is the question, makes it into that question. What? So what, what is it that we can speak? What words can we speak so that 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 one listens? means to bring on, to take on. Piyar, love for us. I'll tell you the counter question that we've had in the past for this is, does that mean then God doesn't love us? Anyway. Otherwise, mm-hmm. anyway, I thought God is just love, then I don't get it. Why do we have to do something to make God love us then? Does that mean there's, there's a point where God doesn't love? Or God isn't love? So even though, remember this is language, and Gurnan, they're just trying to create this relationship Eventually for us to to fall and experience that one where we just But before we get there It's so difficult for us to talk in that way of oneness And even though a lot of people try and talk of it now Without being there And that can actually make things very complicated So actually what it's saying is Not that God isn't love and God has to change from being something to something else. But well, how can we experience God's love? Because just because God is love, it doesn't mean we're experiencing God's love in this moment. And it means that we have to do something to be able to experience that love. To experience God's love, we've got to be experience that very same love inside of us. It's not, again, it's not duality where I'm sitting here and I'm going to feel that you love me. But I'm going to feel that love inside of me. And that is going to be then the experience of God's love. Isn't love a human emotion? So this is why it's so important. To define here, in which context are we talking about love? 
So if we talk about it in the context of a human love, everyone ha will have their own explanation towards it. It's, it will be similar and they will just have these slight variations to it. So if you was to, exp if you was to explain what love feels like or means to you, how would you describe it? Now you're going to kick yourself for asking me that question. Because <laughs> there's another a question that's come back to you. Mm. Have you thought about it, trying to describe it within yourself? How do you even know if you're feeling love? So you know when you've told somebody that you love them, what is that based on? A feeling. Yeah. That you would do something for them, anything for them. You would, you're a sacrifice, you're committed you'd put them before yourself yeah yeah so it, it's that feeling isn't it it's this and for me i would say it's just this overwhelming feeling of warmth mm. and the way i i've written this article on this and the way i've kind of explained it in there is that sometimes there's something within somebody else that allows you to get in touch with your emotion of love. It's something there and it sparks that experience of love inside of you. And when you experience that, that in that moment, that love is just very, it's very pure and it's very warm that feeling and experience is and in that moment you're not thinking about you're not you're not thinking from the perspective of of ego it's there's no like i what about me there's just no what about me it's just you it's just literally like in that moment it's just and that's that experience does it mean we feel like that all the time for that person? It may be in the background, but there's loads of things that come up on the surface that block that. Where selfishness does take over at times. Where you do not, where not only do you experience the emotion of love, where at times something about them actually sparks off the emotion of anger inside of you as well and so it's there's so many things that come up in there and that's how i would explain it to be a human emotion which from again my personal contemplation i say that, that the purity of that emotion when we're feeling that warmth there's no ego, there's no, there's no you and me, there's just you. And when we're in it like that, then I feel that is an experience of that, of, of divinity, of that divine. And it's not like God's got loads of different parts to God. Like when you're, when you, when you touch God, when you're in the experience of God, it's not that sometimes you're this, sometimes you're that. It's everything in one. 
So in that moment, it's bliss. In that moment, it's love. In that moment, it's they are that compassion. It's everything in one in that moment. And so there's times we can say this, that at its purest, even when somebody else takes you to that place, yeah, then that love is God. We've gone beyond ego. So it is the same then as that one. It's not, it's, it's not a different type of love then. But when we say then, then a human emotion, again, I feel that a human emotion comes from God when we're the, the pure sense of God, where there's no resistance by the ego. But all it is, we keep falling in and out of it. We're not in it all the time. Our ego creeps back in. So the truth is, it's not like, I love you, I love you, not sure about you, hate you. It doesn't actually mean that. Most of the time, the people that we would do anything for, because there's an element of attachment there. And I'm not saying here that attachment being in a negative way, but there's some sort of attachment there. But when we talk about the love is when there's something about them that allows us to go to that place within us. But like I said, when we, when we use the sieve, you'll find a lot of other things within that, what we're trying to describe as love. There'll be a lot of attachment in there too, which isn't necessarily that pureness. Doesn't mean we don't experience that pure as well. So what is it that we can do where we start to now experience that love of God? And Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, well, there is something you can do. And that is, Amrita Vela Sach No. If you wake up early hours of the morning, and again, we could say that, well, couldn't this possibly happen outside of those hours? It could. But there's a lot of reasons to why Gurnanat Devji has said Amrathivillah because there's more of an opportunity. There's more of a chance at that time. Even if you look at scientifically, when the sun has risen and it's out in its full stride, then naturally cortisol is released in our body. But cortisol is the same chemical that is released when uh, we are stressed, but just at a lower level. Why is that released at that time is because it gets our body ready to do things. It gets our body ready to, to get ready <laughs> for the day to go and survive. Because yeah? it helps you to remain in that survival mode, not in a negative way, just to be able to get things done. Yeah, you've needed that. You've needed that spike of cortisol in the morning to get here, to sit down and, and set all this amazing equipment up. Without that, you would have struggled. You'd still just be feeling sleepy. And the Guru knows all of this. Today, the studies have been done to tell us this, but the Guru knows this. 
that if you beat that time before the sun comes out, you've got more of an opportunity where you're not fully awake and ready, but now you're not asleep as well. You're kind of in, in that in-between and there's, there's, there's loads of scientific kind of terminologies for this as well. But we're not going to go that, down that direction and because um, it's not a neuroscience uh, episode. But where you've got that opportunity to go beyond then just the experience of your body and your memory. So if somebody is generally anxious in their life, their, their anxious feeling potentially when that cortisol is released will feel a bit accelerated and more. That's why some people have anxiety more in the morning. But if you can beat that before the sun comes out, that's why Gunnarat Devji is saying to us, Amrita and and so many other reasons too, as we know, just like the, the common sense of so many, uh, so much less going on, you know, the, the, the energy that is right up there in the day when everybody's trying to hustle, bustle, make money, do and get the phone calls, come in, like your messages are going crazy. And then, so you've got, you know, you haven't got all of that energy as well at that time. But what is it that Guru Sahib is saying for us to do during that time is Satchanau. Is connect to the name of such of that one that is the truth. What does that mean? That would mean then, okay, what do I identify as? We've got so many different identities that we've gone through in the, in the moon month there. And those identities is the work that I'm doing now as a speaker, the identity of being a father, identity of being, you know, a son. These are all different identities of being a certain color, being identified with a certain faith and religion. But Amrita Guru Sahibji says, I don't want you to be attached or focused on those identities now. I want you to now focus on Satchano. That means you have to strip all those identities away. And it's easier to do during Amrita Villa, during those hours before dawn. And where you can sit down and you can meditate on, so what is the truth? That these identities aren't the truth. There was a time they, they appeared, they didn't exist. They're fleeting now as well. Yeah. I might stop being a dad because something could happen to my children. Yeah, like, what is my truth then? And is this all I am? And now that gives you that moment, the opportunity to connect to Satchana, where it's the absolute truth in the morning. And what do you do as you're connecting to that absolute truth? You have a day vichar. You deeply contemplate vichar here, deeply contemplate, we can translate that to Vidyai, the greatness of that one. Imagine starting your day off like that. Just because we wake up in the morning and somebody reads the Guru's words doesn't necessarily mean they are getting the fruits of contemplating that one's greatness unless you're contemplating that one's greatness. For example, you could read a line from Gurbani and whilst you read that line from Gurbani, you're not connected to it. And within there, 
Guru Nanak Dev Ji or Gurbani is saying how, how that one is so amazing. And we could just let's pick something. Maybe let's go to the Visma, the body of, of Asadivar, because again, Asadivar is a Bani that is read or sang during Amrit Vela. Let's go to let's go to the next Bhangti Vismad G Vismad Ved. Like if you looked at this now, just let's just look at this Vismad G. G means so let let's just translate here. Let's not get all complicated. Nice and simple. G to be different creatures and species. Let let's say G here is all the animals, all the human beings. And you're just like you're in awe, Vismad. You're you're just wonderstruck. And how amazing is that one that's created all these different creatures and species? Instead of doing what, I can't believe that person said this to me. I can't believe how much hatred that person's got within them. But instead, you're starting the day with, wow. You're saying Vismad. I mean, I mean just. I mean, or I'm wonderstruck that, gee, look at all these different creatures, Vismad Ped, look at how Ped means the different species. Like, it's like how boring would it have been? Like, nowadays, people still turn around and say, oh, I'm bored. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying, like, look how many different species there are. How can you get bored? Just looking, just going to your garden and look at different insects and all these different things that are going on, look at the different plants. And then saying Vismad Roop, Vismad Rang, like look at these, I'm in awe of all these different colours. I'm in awe of this of the beauty and the form of that one. And now what you're doing is you're starting your day off with Vidya Vichara. You're starting your day off with the singing the greatness of that one and that's you can sing it out loud you can use a stringed instrument to sing it you can use a, whatever instrument or you just use the instrument of your voice or you could even just contemplate it deeply within your own mind yeah. but but it's about contemplating that because somebody could be singing sat even in the right place in a gurdwara with the instruments that the gurus have prescribed for us to use but they're not actually doing vidyai because they're not actually saying those words. When they're not saying tu biant ko lo jane, that you are beant and you are limitless. And there's only so though few that actually know you, that know this. Uj apar beant swami. So what we're saying is instead of in the morning thinking about oh my god how bad things are you're saying like imagine you start off your day like this we talk about mindset we talk about how do we shift from certain things like guru sabji's given us and i often think about myself when i get down when i get when i experience feeling low i'm obviously not doing this then i'm obviously not and if you start your day like that you will continue your day like that because i often think that when is it that I blame other people? When is it that I point a finger on somebody else for my own failings or when something's not going great in my life and, and start looking down at other people? When does that happen? Is 
myself when I'm not then singing the praises of that one. But if you start your day like this, but you can't just be lip service. It just it can't just be you've sang the guru's words. Yeah, the guru's done the sang the greatness. Are you saying it? You've got to say it to get the fall to get the fruits. You've got to feel that. Yeah, if you don't feel God being great, then you've not sang the greatness, the glory of that one. Yeah. And that sometimes that's difficult to digest for people. But if we don't, if we don't speak about this. And then I think we're setting ourselves up to fail because then we're leaving people to say, no, Koini, like, but you've, as long as you've said it, as long as you did your Gurbani, that's one step, yes. Then people, why are then people still f sometimes feeling just dead? Are they still feeling so low? Because what was prescribed by the Guru, Amrathivala Satyan over DIV Char, wasn't done. When you feel that about God, in the morning and it's like wow yeah, when you're in that wow then what happens garmi ave kapra then garmi here from the arabic word bakshish and or we can even use it as action both work here because it doesn't matter we can either refer it back to the action that was done which was the vidyai vichar so the Meditating on the one and singing the glory and the greatness of that one yeah, through that action. Or we can say, because of that action was done, then the karmi, then the kirpa, then the grace flows through. And what do we get? Ava, kapra. Then we get some clothes. Does that make sense? <laughs> Which kapra? Then you get the patola here is referring to clothes. Patola meaning silk clothes. But what clothes here? Prem patola. is referring to God. In, in the context of God being our husband as being brides. Saying then our husband, why grew God, gave us what? Prem. Then we got Prem. The Bakshish. Karmi Ave. Kapra. Through what? How? Vidyai Vichar. That, that Satchana, we're connected to that one's name, not my ego. You don't want to wake up in the morning and start going through, I'm amazing. I did this. No, I'm such like, that's not how we start our day. We start our day with like, wow, you are this. You are that. Yeah, to that one. And then we'll get, we'll, then then we've got the, the cloth, the clothes of love. We're experiencing now that question, now it's come to us. See how this all lines up and how it works. Often when we look at this, we think, oh, that's separate and that's separate. It's actually not. They all work together. And then what happens? Nadri, mok, duar. What it's saying here is that then through the nadar, again, through the grace of that one, through the, the, the glance of that one, and what happens, Mokadwar, we, we experience, we go to, it leads us through the door of liberation. But what is it that liberates us? This isn't, again, separate, remember. What is it that liberates us? Jinke pande pao, dinasavarsi. 
Maharaj here, Guru Nanak Dev Ji saying, those that have love in the vessel of this mind, or the body, if you, however you want to translate it, they na savar, see, they become savar, they become beautiful. And then suki kare pasau, pasau here again means kirpa. Suki kare pasau, through the kirpa, the pasau, through the grace of love, then we get suki, we get to experience true happiness. Dukh visarsi, it takes away our suffering. Sahasa mule nahe, Maya says sahasa means doubt, don't have, mule means at all, don't have any doubt at all. Yes, mule can mean root as well, but in this context, mule means at all. Sahasa mule nahe, don't have any doubt at all, sarpartarsi, it will save you, what will, love will. So now all this makes sense. Now I've got the cloth of love. That cloth of love is what is going to save me. Because in, in love, there is no ego. In love, you treat everybody the same equally, just like God does. You don't think this is my wife, that's my child, that's yours, that's mine. That doesn't exist anymore. So the love as we know it, like I said, isn't actually in, in its purest form as we know it. Nadri mok dwar. Mok means liberated. Because when you're in love, when you actually experience love, there's no ego. And that means you're liberated. Where there's no attachment and it's just pure, then you're liberated. When there's no, that's mine, that's not mine, that's, you're liberated. When you're actually experiencing that oneness is that love that it's talking about here. The love here is talking about experiencing oneness. There is only that one that is left. And again, Guru Nanak Dev Ji Shabad saying, then Guru Nanak Dev Ji, in the last pangti of this body, Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, Nanak, eva janiye, sab aappe sachyar. Guru Nanak Dev Ji saying here, eva janiye, know this to be true, that sab aappe sachyar, that one, sab is everything. That one is, that satyar, that, that truth, that tr what is true. What is true, that one is everything. That's the truth. This isn't separate, this Mangati. What it's saying is, Ewe janiye, the antriv art, to the, to the, the deeper meaning of that, Ewe janiye is now you know this, that everything is the truth when you experience love. You actually now know that even the leaf is just a manifestation of that one. And even this body is a manifestation of that one. We are all from that one. Actually, there's nothing but that one. And then you start to treat everything from that place of love, of being that one. The way you even look at a tree then, the way you even look at a leaf then. The way you even look at water, the one that very water that you're going to drink, there's love in everything now. 
How do you know somebody's truly in love? Just look at the way they eat their food. Look at the way they drink their water. Look at the way they treat everything and everyone. It'll be with another. It'll be with one vision, not two. It won't be loving towards that person and not towards that person. And just because externally, sometimes you have to be a certain way with some different people because of the way they are, it doesn't mean you're altered from inside. You're in constant love. And then you know, Sab that that one Satya is actually everything. You can see it now. That's what love is. Accordingly to Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Love could be something accordingly to someone else. That's what love is to Guru Nanak Dev Ji. When you see that one in everything, and you know that one is everything, that is love. If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, share and subscribe. Please donate and help spread Guruji's message. Link is in the description below. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh.